There we go. There we go. There you go. Happy 420. <laughs> What's going on, man? Uh, I'm in the raw zone. I'm in the raw zone. Very special 420 episode today. Yes. Happy it's holidays. Happy holidays. Out there. Here it is. It's grind time with Darren McCarty, 25 on 19 edition. 420. And who do I have to join me today? As always, I got Nick Nooch. Nooch, what's up? What's, how you doing, buddy? How's your weekend? Uh, fuck, man. I'm so high right just now. Killing it? Just killing <laughs> <laughs> Pretty thought, fucking uh... boring. Pretty fucking boring. Same shit. You know, different day, but I'm good with it. I'm good with, I'm good with it. I'm getting by. I'm figuring it out. I think I can go maybe another week. And then... Uh, and then <laughs> start popping off but uh how about you how you see I, and when i say this that's so selfish because i got grown kids and 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 you know mine are the you know youngest is 16s in california and i got adult kids here right so i i feel bad it's you know what i feel like nick have you seen Dwayne the rock johnson's uh he does his videos after his workout you know, and he won't do his workout, you know, in front of the camera like other guys do because he thinks it's fucking douchey for everybody else who can't, you know, work out at this time, which I get and whatever else. I don't give a shit about that. But me sitting here bitching about watching fucking Sherlock Holmes, the greatest fucking. Right. Telling me about Mandalorian that I could actually have a conversation with the rest of the Geek Squad, the fucking. When I go back into the office because I've seen it all and it's fucking great. And no, everything is fucking going good, bro. Going good. And mostly it is because I got my fucking Tim Hortons coffee. You know, sponsored by Tim Hortons coffee. I have it. Yep, there it is. I told you. Fucking highly jacked up. Sativa. Tim Hortons. Go to your Tim Hortons today. Download the app anywhere. You drive through. It's easy. I got two. One. I got one literally mile each way. Hit them up. They got great sandwiches. Uh, was never a fan of the everything bagel until I had it, you know, on a, on a BLT. So, I mean, do you ever have the everything bagel, Nick? Dude, that's fantastic. It seems like you're okay. uh, you're eating well, so that's so that's good. And I'm assuming you're probably going to get the munchies and eat pretty good today. Do we have a pizza sponsorship so, yet? Do we have a do pizza sponsorship? Because I, I'm going to put my hat no. in the ring. That, bro, four slices from Jets. Is my fucking shit, bro. It's my shit. I got to tell you that. Four fucking spice from Jack. All right. I digress. That's what's going on. I need time to, uh, before we get into the festivities today, don't just, and so let me explain to everybody out there, 420. Not only is April 20th the birthday of Adolf Hitler, which I think should be pointed out. Why? Because we're showing that. The resilience and the patience of the cannabis community can wipe out that fucking disastrous person and make it not about him anymore. But it's about the enjoyment of the flower. Now the legalization, recreation, and blah, 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 all that around enables people to endeavor more into it. So this is the day everybody feels okay to come out and say they get stoned. To be quite honest, Darren McCarty, being honest with you, it's just another day. Every day is 420 to me. I try to get medicated as properly as I am. Now, today might be a little bit different. I think I'm about 1,000 milligrams in of uh, edibles. 
which is great. I got a full that's it, full huh? slab of uh, I got the sativa jar right now. Nick, haven't got the indica jar yet. Went sticking to the sativa jar, so I got a lot of questions. All right, in saying that, that's that's my little intro monologue. Now it's time to get to the guests. Yes, why are we getting to the guests on a four twenty? Well, you're gonna you're gonna wonder a little bit um, why these guys, and I'm gonna say because you know, like. In Red Wing history lore, we had the Euro Twins, right? When I say Euro, okay, let me back up. In Red Wing history, when I say production line, oh, yeah, you think Gordy Howe, Sid Abel, um, Ted Lindsay, or Russian Five. Oh, yeah, that's all those Russian guys, and Fedorov was one of them, and, yeah, there's a movie out. Oh, the Grind Line. Yeah, that Darren McCarty. That's me, that guy. Chris Draper, Kirk Maltby, and Joey Kosher. Yeah, well, I'll explain about the power of four. But it doesn't matter. It's And then we had the Euro Twins, Pavel Datsuk, Henrik Zetterberg. I mean, two peas in a pod. Well, today's episode 420, and you got to follow me with follow me with this because I have the Vodka Twins on. And everybody out there goes, oh, D-Mac, they're fucking Vodka Twins. What the hell? <laughs> it's booze. You're sober. You have the patch of sobriety on you. You have the mark of the 25 beast on you. You know, what are you doing? Are you losing your marbles? And I'm going, absolutely not. Because these two guys, Michael and Adam Kazanowski, the vodka twins, yeah, they're into gypsy vodka. You might have heard about it. I've never tried it. I will never try it. I'm taking their word for it. And my boy, Nick Antonucci, for things that I don't do. I have other people to tell me what is good. But the good part about it, put the liquor aside. Because these guys figured out in the pandemic that they were going to turn the vodka maker into hand sanitizer. So we're talking about how do we all do our part. And from what I hear also, too, these guys asked that they, they could blaze on my show. What? Asked? You don't have this is an open invite for everybody to do anything with the plant. It grows in the fucking earth. You're allowed to do it on my show. That's pretty much it, right? That's pretty fair enough. I gotta go. One says, "Yeah." Nugget says, "See, Nugget agrees." <laughs> so we're all we're all good. In saying this, you gentlemen uh, are from Birmingham, Michigan. Is that true? Uh, yeah, born originally from Birmingham, but we live up in Petoskey, Michigan. Right on. There they all look at you, beauty. <laughs> Holy. Yeah, I got a couch full of beauties right here. <laughs> Look at that. Awesome, fellas. So who's Adam? Adam? Thanks for Adam. having us. Michael? Um, yeah, you, well, got, you got Michael. Listen, the Vodka Twins, I had it figured out after I got the first one. I'm not that <laughs> fucking stupid. All and right? then, and, this, is, now, and this is our other partner, Michael Kochmeyer. Well, that's important. There's your Nick Gooch. He, he's so like a brother from another mother. That's it, and we need it, and it's talk, talk about family. So, first off, I want to thank you guys for your sponsorship at the first annual grind time with Darren McCarty Golf Outing. You not only brought you, – you, you, I don't know if Nick gave you the award for best sponsorship. Uh, it was voted on, I guess, by Nick and the panel or whatever, but they approved of your techniques and the and the hospitality at the scene. Thanks, Nick. Um, I have to say thank you for that. Here but you uh, talk to me about 
you know, Gypsy Vodka, talk to me about, you know, your journey from being Michigan kids and getting into the liquor business, but then with the pandemic, uh, how you guys came around to do the hand sanitizer and what you got going. And in the meantime, don't worry, I'll be fucking rolling and fucking getting out the turtle. Today I'm pulling out the turtle bomb, the rig. The turtle rig is <laughs> coming rig. out. I'm doing this to everybody yeah. at home. <laughs> Nice damn right there. That's a good one. Yeah, right? And yeah, then we the get turtle it. in there. <laughs> the, turtle, the turtle flutters and shines when it uh, goes off. I got that. He's a happy turtle. It makes our bong look like shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. No such thing as a shit bong, bro. Don't even bring that up. Just some might work better or be better than others. There's never yeah, like, Cleaning it should help. Yeah, if we, if we, maybe we did a better job cleaning it. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. If I had nothing left, would it be, is it the greatest thing in the world? Well, there you go, right? Because if you have nothing right, it's the greatest thing. So there you go. So don't feed me that shit. There's no such thing as a bad apparatus. Just bad (laughs) grower. It's the breed. You can't fucking grow chicken shit from chicken seed. Starts with a good mother, right? Anyways, all right. Go ahead, Nick. I got shit to do here. Go ahead, boys. Tell me about all right, Gypsy Vodka and all that. All right, I got into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll just tell you the whole background and everything. Because, um, you know, we, my brother and I went to Michigan State. Michael right here went to Western Michigan. And somehow we all ended up moving out to Colorado. Go so blue, started, um, blue, blue, <laughs> no. blue who? Uh, uh. Go green, go white, go blue, blue who? <laughs> there you go. Go green, go white, go blue, blue who? So we moved out to uh, Colorado, and uh, my brother and I, we were living with uh, six guys in a two-bedroom place, and um, we'd always meet up with Mike to go skiing, and one day, randomly, we met a guy on the chairlift that owned a distillery down in Denver, and we're like, man, this is great. You get to ski all the day and you make booze. We're like that sounds like, you know, the best life in the world. Way better than what we were trying to do. Like after college, I was supposed to go to med school, but I couldn't get in. I'm cats are bitch. So I was kind of lost. And we're like, Whoa, why don't we start our own vodka company? And we were 24 at the time. Didn't realize how hard of an idea that would be with a couple of kids with no money, no experience. So we're like, oh, we'll get a bank loan. Got rejected from every loan we applied for. I will find an investor. And they took one look at us and like, you guys look like some, you know, pothead hippies. We're not going to give you any money. So we're like, what can we do in order to start the company? Uh, And that's where the whole gypsy name kind of got created is we sold my brother's car and we moved into a van and we lived out of our van for three summers traveling the country. (laughs) <laughs> so we started working at music festivals um and the, the whole the whole experience working at these music festivals um was eye-opening to us you know growing up in birmingham michigan uh a lot of people were so focused on monetary stuff uh then going to these music festivals none of that really mattered to them anymore they were just focused on life the beauty of it and trying to make the most out of every single day and that kind of really hit home for us that we could work with all these people like us, no money, living in a van, but how happy they were and how motivated they were just to make the best day they're living today the best day ever. So, you know, yeah, what? it took us a long time to get started, but it was fun. 
speak about that for anybody out there. The, the bottom line, right, which, I, and I'm going to speak, like, straight on this subject, because you kids are from Birmingham. My kids grew up in Birmingham. So I know both sides of the fence, right, which how you could turn out where you can get sort of sucked into that. And you guys also went to Brother Rice. So you have the whole where you re- you guys realize that there was more to life and that living in a band together, doing something that you loved was way better than getting caught in the vortex. So I compliment you guys definitely Absolutely. on that. But, speak of, but here's the one thing, and trust me, no matter who it is, what level they've got to, what amount of success, whatever you deem successful. The bottom line for anybody is what have you put in to get out? And it's about hard work and it's about sacrifice and all that stuff. So so the fact that you guys already had that gave you, and, and it took a long time, but I want to speak about being told no and, and having to suck it up, but how? what kept you... Was it each other pushing each other when one was down, the other would push it up? Or what was, what fed you to continue until you saw the light? Because you had to be tunneling through a lot of dark. And trust me, I know to finally see a little bit of light to keep going. Talk about the process. I would say a lot has to do with, you know, just how we raised money and how we did it. Uh, You know, working music festivals, it doesn't feel like work. Uh, we made good money doing it, but you're always at, you're always in a different venue. You're meeting so many good people, so it was just appetizing. Every day was just a different day. Uh, every day was just enjoyable. So you know, it was a long. It took a long time to get there, but at the same time, the journey was part of the reward. The journey was, you know, the journey was probably just as fun as the destination, as where we are now. Yeah, I would say. You know, I'd say the music festivals were, I mean, huge for us, and just being in that way of life, and then. You know, going back, I mean, being twins, I mean, there's a lot of times, as you said, you know, people saying no. I can't tell you how many of our parents' friends probably thought, oh, boy, look at these two kids. They're off the deep end. And the whole time, me and my brother are sitting there working our asses off. We're like, we have a plan. We think we can get this done. It's not going to be easy, but we never gave up. So I think, you know, the fact that we're twins and helped. But you stuck to it, and that's the thing, you know, because you guys realize at a young – hey, how old are you guys? Uh, I'm turning 30. 30. Okay, but trust me, because what you just said there, because the, the destination is an oasis, and it took me a long, long time. I'm just figuring that out because you're a human being. What does that mean is, is that you always want more. My case, you know, be an NHL player, make it, want to win a cup, win one, want to win another, win one, win another, blah, 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 you know, but it's, it's a, so it's all about the journey. And if you can enjoy the journey, I was able to, uh, one of my favorite memories of, uh, you know, you ever got, you guys ever do something that you know that you're going to have to do the, you could pay the time for doing the crime, but you're never, it's one of those things that it's sort of like the fork in the road and. You got to do it. So for me, it was 06. It was OzFest. And I got to preface it with, I knew whether I went or not, I had to go into rehab. So I figured I'd go two weeks, do, do a week rodeoing with uh, Zach Wild and Black Label, and then do a week with System of a Down, and then go to rehab. Now, it was all, it all worked out. I just want to remind everybody I won another cup in 08. So don't worry how I got there. I got there. Um, but, 
But along the way, you got any, some of the stories people love to hear that. I love to hear stories about, you know, things that you remember about just the journey, whether it could be some truck stop or some show or that you got to be a part of. Um, well, I think Adam has a good answer to that. So being 420 and stuff, you know, we weren't always at music festivals. Sometimes uh, in the wintertime, we do whatever kind of job that, um, that would kind of pretty much pay rent just so we could, you know, be someplace warm and, you know, have some kind of money coming in. So in the winter times, uh, we always took different jobs. And the first time we actually got separated, uh, I went down to Florida and my brother went up to Northern California. And I think that experience being. Yeah. Just, you, just imagine what we were doing up there. So just going up there to live for six months with some people we met at a music festival tour, uh, yeah, every, I mean, it's it was crazy you living up the there, but, Murder Mountain. you know, just to see the yeah. thing about it, it's like, what the hell are you doing? You know, you had a, a great future going and stuff. It's like, this is part of the path. And, you know, if we had the mind to do it, we didn't have to take these risks. But as a guy, like these risks that we took also made us who we are. And, you know, it kind of shaped us as business people, knowing that, like, you know, it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to do stuff you feel uncomfortable with, but that's part of business and part of life. So speak about <laughs> how about relationships you guys built along the way that as you got gypsy vodka because what i've i um what i've realized is that you know the people that were there the people that care that truly do or for whatever reason that are consistent you know they come back around have have you had you know as you guys finally were able to first of all when what was the aha with gypsy vodka moment that this was gonna like, cause that's gotta be amazing to, to do all that hard work and sacrifice and then be able to, you know, was it the labeling of the, of the bottles? Was it, you know, selling the first case? Like, and, and I think it's important since you're all involved individually, what was the sort of uh, journey moment for you guys that you hit that, you know, that sort of part of the journey? I think, I mean, personally, I think there's a few of them, but I think one that really sticks out, you know, it's fun designing a bottle, getting it out there and selling your first one. But when you talk about like milestones, they really are fun. I think, you know, when we got Mike back here from Colorado to come move to Northern Michigan with us and we got to take the next step, you know, we were just selling a Colorado vodka basically in Michigan and we really didn't have a distillery. But when we got to cut our ribbon open our own distillery here in Michigan, I think that's kind of when, all right, now we're for real. Now, you know, everyone who doubted us, even like two years selling our vodka still doubted us. Now, guess what? Here we are. So I think that's kind of the moment that just proved to everyone that, all right, you know, we're it's real. Yeah. So talk about that. So what, talk, talk, talk to me people out there that enjoy vodka. And, and I used to drink vodka. You know, what makes yours, what makes Gypsy Vodka? What did you, you know, because... The whole thing, it's like weed, right? You, uh, there's yeah. different there's flavors, so, different ways. To, so get into it a little bit for the for people interested at home or why, you know, go ahead. Yes, I'll get into the whole story a little bit because as he was saying, um, we were making it out in Colorado. So when we were working in Colorado, that was actually the guy we met skiing. Um, we couldn't get the funding to open our own distillery. So there's a process in the alcohol industry called private labeling, um, where you have the opportunity to make your product at someone else's distillery. And they use, they do this for a lot of different brands and stuff, but knowing the guy and being in Colorado, we actually got to go out there 
and make it with him, which was always fun. And then we would come back to Michigan and sell it. And, you know, there was one year we probably made that trip six times driving back and forth, going to Colorado, then going back to Michigan and started to sell the booze. And when we were doing that, um, the hardest part was all these liquor stores like, oh, we, we want to sell a cool bottle, but, you know, it's not made in Michigan. It's At the end of the day, it's made in Colorado, so it's not really a local product. Um, so that was definitely a little bit of a struggle for two years, and I think that was a huge hump to get over. But um, finally, when we got our buddy Mike over here, he was living out in uh, Colorado for nine years, managing a hotel, and he had a little ski accident and moved home. And we're like, hey, man, you're here now. You're kind of stuck. Come do this with us. He jumped on board, and we ended up being able to get the funds needed to build their own distillery up in Petoskey, Michigan. And, yeah, we picked Petoskey basically for the sole purpose. You know, we love it up here, but, you know, Vaca is, is, is like 67% water. So we wanted to find the best water, and we actually sourced artesian spring water uh, just down the road. So, you know, water has a lot to do with the good spirit. So, you know, we're glad to be back in Michigan. We have a great source of corn here and everything. So, you know, those those two little things could help, you know, just have, like, a decent back into the best vodka. Yeah. As he was saying, like, so like when it comes out of the still, like, you distill it legally, you have to distill it up to 190 proof, which is really hot. Yeah, you don't you you wouldn't drink that. That's like how you make hand sanitizer. Um, but then you proof it down with water. And Northern Michigan is known for having all these cool springs. We actually get artesian spring water that's filtered from the bottom of Lake Superior, eighteen hundred feet below the earth, and it pops up ten miles north of Petoskey. And we're allowed to use that water, and it really makes a difference. So, Mike, speak about you know. So, which one of you guys? you in that ski accident to force you into that tree to have a ski and then come home. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah we, uh, this kid was sleeping on my couch. Yeah, he dissed me. He was sleeping on my couch. It's a powder day. I'm kind of like 7 a.m. I'm like, let's go. He's like, dude, I'm already like in line. I'm like, thanks. They, they say there's no friends on a powder day. It's kind of cliche, but... I definitely ditched my buddy because he wouldn't wake up. He was with a girl too, let's be honest. And um, <laughs> and uh, so I was skiing. I skied off a cliff and uh, shattered my leg. It was a real mess. And his then, his uh, femur went like this. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a long six oh, okay. yeah. It was uh, it was the reason it got me back to Michigan because we were always out in Colorado, you know, bullshitting around about me being a part of the team. And um, I always said, you know, like when I move home from Michigan or move home from Colorado to Michigan and we'll get it going. And there's just, was never a good reason to, to move home yet. And then this all happened and, and now I'm home and now they've got me right where they want me and they corner me. And uh, now we're all, bad we're all moving to Petoskey, you know, a month later and, and it's been a pretty wild three years. Yeah. Three. We all shared a bedroom at my parents' house for six months. Yeah. My mom's like, it's time to get out. You guys smell. Yeah. That's why it's gonna move. Mm -hmm. So, hey Nick, hey, how about from your point of view as the uh, vodka consumé of uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty and Twenty Five on Nineteen? What is it that you enjoy? Because you said it's, you like the vodka. No, I think it's great. Um, I met Adam and, and Michael at the Ted Lindsay uh, golf outing. So we, I was posted up near them and we just started talking and I, they were making me cocktails and they were glorious. And, 
you know, found some, found some on my own after that day, really enjoyed it was, was as good as anything else that I've, that I've had. Um, and then we just kind of kept that conversation going with the golf outing and everything else. And everybody who was there loved it. And, uh, you know, wanted nowhere to find it and the whole deal. So you got a lot of, a lot of people were on board uh, that day for sure. But no, it's great. It's all, you know, it's free of all the stuff you want your booze to be free of, which is fantastic. It's gluten, correct me if I'm wrong, gluten-free, just like Tito's and the whole deal. Yep. Um, but it's, I think it's great. Well, it's fantastic. My well, speak on, right. Speak on that, Nick, because here's the thing that we've gotten into in 2020 where we're going to dive into it. You know, like if we were talking more weed with my, you know, involvement, which I'm telling everybody out there, I'm making a, a trip to Pincana on Wednesday. So I will definitely have updates because the Darren McCarty brand, um, which up in Pinconning, gentlemen, I'll expect to see you down at my uh, establishment to meet for a meeting. Um, talking about meeting. when we're allowed. Um, You're there. But, uh, but here's the thing, Nick, because you, um, you know, have, have transformed or, or taken, you know, you got to a point a year ago or I don't know how long it's been now. Oh, fuck long have I been in this shed? Um, anyways, so just saying that you you watch what you put in your body. You 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 eat better. You I bust your shit all the time because you're eating salads. And but you know, you've taken this transformation. So in doing that, I think if you're gonna drink, then why wouldn't you drink the stuff that's at the healthiest for you, for lack of a better term, than than anything else, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like if you're going to eat junk food, the stuff you make at home is probably going to be a lot better and safer uh, homemade than it will be anything that you're going to buy. And, you know, the Gypsy Vodka kind of goes along those routes of it takes that commercialized, you know, preservative bullshit that they that they keep in food. Gypsy kind of took that out of it. So it's something that I don't mind, you know, putting in my body if I'm going to go after it a little bit. Well, that's, you know, how's the hangover? None. Not hang, you know what's funny is like <laughs> the hangover from there's always different <laughs> things, right? That's like I I can't drink this anymore. I can't drink that anymore. Whatever. I've never had bad hangovers from gypsy vodka. So and you know, like I always find out if someone's got that. Because it's not nearly as bad. I don't know why that's the case. Um, but it always seems like I do better the next day after drinking gypsy than I will anything else. Let's ask the professional. So. Gentlemen, why is that? Um, no sugar, big thing. Yeah, so a lot of people, that when they talk about hangovers, what they usually don't say is that sugar is a big cause of hangovers. So if you're, like, chasing with, like, Hawaiian punch, like our plumber did, <laughs> or, you know, doing, like, any kind of soda pop with it, or tonic water, tonic, that's where hangovers come from. We always tell people when they drink Gypsy, try it on the rocks or just try it with a little bit of water and see how it tastes. And they're like, whoa, like this tastes really good. I can actually drink it like this. So if you're just drinking a Gypsy water, you're probably not going to have a hangover unless you're putting down like a bottle. Or more. Or more. But, but, but that's, that's a crazy point. It's the same way as cannabis is legal. Now we got to teach people how to you know, use it, especially like when it comes to edibles, but you, if you teach people that don't know, this is a, this is different because everybody's got this preconceived notion of 
you know, that they got to cut it with something else because it tastes like pop off or Smirnoff or shit. Like, how would I know, right? I mean, I don't know that shit. But just get it. You need to choke it down. Um, but that, but it's so, so how long had, have you guys been uh, kicking out the, the stuff from Petoskey? And then uh, before the, this quarantine hit where you had to uh, adjust into hand sanitizer? You gotta go. Well, we like to say we've been doing it in Michigan for two years now. Um, and it was gung-ho. I mean, when we first opened the distillery, we were making um, just vodka and gin. And we've since moved into rum. And uh, that was two years of just figuring out how to formulate, produce it, bottle it, and then sell it in our tasting room and, um, you know, get the story out there. And then uh, it's like the wheels all came off that one day that all of a sudden we had to close down the tasting room and the bar because of this COVID thing. And right. now we're right. making only hand sanitizer. I mean, we stockpiled a ton of bottles of booze in preparation for a, a big summer. So we have plenty of product, but it's all hand sanitizer now. Yeah, like we, you know, originally our, our plan coming, you know, the last two months, we were supposed to be launching our new cocktail line. We're coming out with these cool, clean cocktails and, um, you know, no sugar, no cat, like no carbs, nothing like that. They're really it's like a healthy, healthy. It's like a healthy alcoholic drink. But this virus comes around and then basically, you know, everything just has to be put on hold, especially, you know, when you have hospitals reaching out to you that, hey, we, we're going to run out of hand sanitizer. We have about three days left. And, you know, you get calls from every local fire department in northern Michigan. It's like we are out of hand sanitizer. We have nothing. We don't know what to do. It's kind of like a no brainer. You just jump into the mode like, all right, let's, let's just get it done and ask questions later. So you guys are up in Petoskey. How is the – so, you know, I'm pretty much – I'm just north – Nick's the little west in, of the city, north northwest of the city. I'm just like 10 miles north of the city and stuff. So as far as uh, the south end of Oakland County, north end of Wayne, where, you know, the, the coronavirus or whatever. So what is it like up in Petoskey area as far as – cases or as far as people going out in public or you know it, to me it's you know, where are you guys um, it's yeah i mean i don't think it pales in comparison to what you guys are dealing with down there yeah we have friends that are like firefighters at southfield and cousins that work at the hospitals and compared to what you guys are dealing with down there um that was a much scarier situation fortunately up here i think we've only had around 22 cases but um, right when this was, you know, starting to escalate in Michigan, and then I would say that there was definitely a public concern um, right away. I mean, yeah, people are, fear. yeah, there's some fear up here. Definitely. I mean, everything's closed. Even the restaurants are not doing takeout. There's very few of them doing that. So everyone's kind of hunkered down, but I think a lot of people are finding a little peace with it. Um, you know, getting creative with their families, going on walks. We're luckily, we live in a place that has a lot of outdoor beauty and every day that it's sunny. I mean, you see people, getting out there all the time. We've been trying to hike up the ski hill as much as we can and go skiing over there while maintaining social distance. Yeah, I think being like a smaller town definitely, you know, helps a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, down in Detroit, you guys, what you guys are going through down there, just, you know, we're thinking about everyone down there. And if we could just keep saying hand sanitizer, we will. And whatever we could do, just let you guys know we're thinking of you, we are. 
Now, yeah, you know what? I, I was just thinking, it really would suck if you three were sharing your mom's room at your mom's house right now. That'd be a little bit different story. We're sharing, we're sharing Esperanto, you know, we're sharing bongs though. So, progress, who knows? I, you guys are, you guys are getting it done, but you're what I'm. What I love is the resilience and the, the way you guys are sort of dealing with it. Anybody pick up any new hobbies or uh, any new TV shows? Or I'm always looking for new things. Yeah. Um, puzzles, maybe, maybe man. doing puzzles. Maybe puzzles. Try, you know, we're on our fourth one right now. Sound like hand sanitizers. Yeah, but the hand sanitizer has been pretty, keeping us pretty busy. I mean, I would say that's when we've – go ahead. How many a day? Or how many have you been able to produce? Or is there a, like, uh, you know, like you yeah, said, so you guys are in there eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, you know, pumping that stuff out because it's needed all over. A lot faster to make than uh, vodka too. So it'd be a lot more efficient, but we've done like close to 3000 gallons of it um, up to this point right now. We've, uh, we've, like I said, done nothing but make hand sanitizer for almost three weeks now. Yeah, I would say the hardest part was, um, when we were first learning what to do and figure out where to source the raw materials for making it, that was a struggle because everyone was diving in. I mean, there was like a, there was no supply. When my brother was saying how the firefighters and hospitals open, they're calling you like, we don't have any. You're like, shit. Well, then I mean, we got to get to work. So, I mean, I would, a lot of people up here, like the hospital was able to uh, help us test everything and formulate it. Uh, Dow Chemical sent us up some of the raw supplies right away. I mean, it was kind of like a group effort by so many people that really just jumped oh, real yeah. quick and we rushed as fast as possible to get things organized. And now we have it set up where we can produce quite a large amount. So how did you learn? Was it easy? Yeah, it wasn't actually too, it wasn't too hard. Um, there's a couple of different tricky things. I had to give a shout out to uh, our buddy Mike down at Michi Grind Vodka in Lansing. Um, he kind of helped us through every single step of the way. And then the people at McLaren Hospital, um, they tested our first badge to make sure everything was in the FDA guidelines and the WHO formula. So there were some learning curves, but now it's pretty much easy. We just measure stuff out. Yeah, we, do, we do big, you know. Big, you big know, runs of ethanol. And then we just, yeah. We just so how could people, companies or whatever, get a hold of you guys if uh, you know somebody's out there that you know is looking? Is there a way that to get check our Facebook? Follow us on Facebook for updates. Yeah, especially if you're a nurse or someone who works at a grocery store, please reach out to us. We've been donating to first responders, nurses, grocery store employees, bankers. So please, if you if you're one of those people who you know, out there, just let us know if you don't if you don't have hand sanitizer. We'll, we'll be happy to get in the mail for you. Um, and then, other than that, just you know, social media or gypsyvodka.com uh, or gypsyvodka is our Instagram and Facebook. You can reach out on those. Yeah, I did. I did post my number on Facebook um, for a couple of days, and <laughs> that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I probably could have told you that. Junior. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, Either that or you just enjoy having your phone on silent or you just enjoy like watching to see how many different area codes can call you at a different time and find out. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> didn't know. I boots to the post when he got mad at me. What's that? Oh, you got mad at me. Advertise this post, please. 
yeah, no doubt. So, so, so I like, so there, I like tidbits. So puzzles, obviously you guys been t- doing, uh, outside stuff. Um, if you're wondering who we're talking to, uh, the gypsy vodka fellas out of Michael, Michael, um, up at Gypsy Vodka, up in Petoskey. Yeah, they got hammered. Yeah, that that Gypsy Vodka. I know I'm talking, go back to the beginning of the show when I <laughs> preambled about I'm not going to drink and stuff, but uh, they're into the hand sanitizer. So I think it's important is that if you're a first responder, uh, somebody on the front line, somebody who's essential, that uh, uh, check out uh, Gypsy Vodka. Um, so moving forward, you mentioned that. So now it got pushed back, but you have a new, you're excited about launching a new that like i mentioned before the new craze is the non-sugar non-fat or whatever like your own drink tell, tell me more about it what is it just vodka yeah. flavor or is it flavored or what's the sell um, on is it a little little girly titty jar a little like like your there or what that's in, yeah, the titty jar is in, it's in process right now but actually so um there's a company called case and beverage down in detroit that uh, we got together with him four years ago, right when we started our vodka. He was starting this, uh, basically a soda line that had no sugar. He wanted to develop sodas and pops that you could basically drink if you're on dialysis or drink if you're in the hospital. So um, we always kind of did events together. And I just remember tasting his Moscow Mule, uh, I mean, his ginger beer one day. And, you know, I know ginger beers are full of sugar, just so bad for you. Uh, we tasted his, it was five calories. And we're just like, you know what? Like one day, this is all gonna come full picture. So um, we started teaming up with him. So we're coming out with these clean cocktails that are basically, you know, you're gonna have like a gin and juice or a vodka cranberry or something that actually has flavor, but you won't have any of the sugar or fake or artificial sweeteners or anything like that. Uh, tons of these companies right now are just pumping artificial sweeteners and stuff because they they are zero calories, zero sugar, but they're just so bad for you. They're just chemicals. So we wanted to go this whole holistic route. Yeah, it's alcohol. Sorry, but, you know, it is going to be healthier than, you know, drinking a flavored vodka or something, you know, that's processed. You guys were talking earlier about, you know, I've tried the vodka. I've tried the gin. I'm not a huge gin guy, but a lot of my family is, and they love it. They said it was fantastic. I haven't tried the rum yet. What do you guys got coming down the pipeline? Is it kind of stay there as it go or what? Um, as far as, so we always like experimenting, like even on off days, like we tried a strawberry rhubarb, um, vodka this summer, didn't turn out too great, but, um, we always experiment and stuff. I know we have, uh, two new rums there. Uh, we want to come out yeah, with a spice rum and then a cherry rum because we are, well, before this whole Corona thing happened, we were in the process of trying to open a tasting room on Mackinac Island. Um, so we were coming out with some selected rums for that you know, little operation up there. And then um, we currently have whiskey aging. So um, whenever it hits the two-year mark, um, actually in June, we'll be ready to start producing whiskey, but we'll probably see that for a fall launch. But yeah, we got a rye whiskey Really, I was a big whiskey nut before I started drinking vodka and doing vodka. I mean, I think we all, you know, drink beer and whiskey mostly. And now we can't get off the vodka. It's just, it goes down too easy. That's awesome. But, uh, now, what about the, the, you talked a little bit about that as an actual structure, is it something that's mobile? 
or do you guys got an actual physical structure up in Petoskey? Uh, we got, um, so we got two, we got our uh, distillery area, which, you know, it, you, we don't really have uh, customers and stuff go there. It's mostly just production. We do have like a little tasting room up front, but we kind of just turn it into our office bar and workspace. Um, but we have a bar right in the middle of downtown Petoskey that's called Hi-Fi Spirits. That's our tasting room. And we like showcase craft cocktails there with a lot of live music. It's like, it's, it's fun. I mean, people, we close at midnight and we always have to kind of shove people out of there because it slowly turned to the nighttime spot of Petoskey. And then as pissed at the cops. And then, yeah, as he was saying before we got uh, kind of Mackinac Island before the, the COVID uh, outbreak, uh, we've been building a tasting room up on the island. So we're still going to try to open it this summer. Who knows? But um, a few more locations coming. And then we're eyeing Detroit, uh, a location down in Detroit, hopefully in 2021. So be on the lookout for that, too. Yeah, we're really trying to expand the local community with more tasting rooms. and I mean, they're just fun to have, so. <laughs> and then the clean cocktail line, like he said. Well, that, that makes me uh, chuckle a little bit because, you know, you guys, There's oh, the, there it is. Wow. Yeah, so I like that's the, the uh, Oh, man, that's bad news. <laughs> I mean, it's good news. I mean, it's no news to me, but, I mean, that would be bad news back in the day. <laughs> that's just going to be like – one, I just see Nick. Nick, how many of those are you gonna slam on a fur before the first tee? Two. You know, it looks it's it's one of those skinnier cans too. It looks like, and I got a like a special Yeti thing that fits those skinny ones that I got right before all this ended, which I should be putting in a goddamn golf cart right now, but but I'm not. But yeah, I'll hammer those things. Those are going down. Yeah, they're perfect yeah. golf courses. As Tyler. And they're 8% too. Yeah, that's what sucks about the White Claw. I mean, it's good. We drink them. I mean, they drink White Claws. I can't drink that stuff. But it's 5%. Every time you have like three of them, I piss three of them out and you don't get drunk. It's, it doesn't do the job. So these things are 8%. They're low-cal, yeah. Well, I love how you uh, – uh, I, I firmly believe that I tell everybody is that what is it that you love? What is it that, you know, you're looking for and what's out there and how can you make it better or put your spin on it? Because that's all, you know, sort of everything is finding out what, what you love. And uh, that's so um, you, uh, you're happy with everything, like as far as being there and, and figuring out, because Petoskey's, uh, you know, different place, like you said, midnight gonna ask you to close down but you sort of found a found a an inn up there gypsy vodka petoskey michigan that sounds a lot better yeah we love it up here we've been coming up here since we were little kids and uh, we're luckily i mean the community up here is probably the thing we love the most i mean the people are great i mean everyone knows each other has each other's back um they really like there's a sense to help one another out here and when we moved to town i mean local businesses the locals in town, the city, they kind of all were reaching out, helping out to, you know, get us going, get us off our feet. And I think that's what makes doing the hand sanitizer so nice right now because now it gives us the opportunity to help them out when they need it. So it's kind of came all full circle. And there's another place I can imagine doing this in Petoskey. Definitely feels like home here. Like that's uh -huh. got a, a lot of weed grows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. So. What what advice would you give to the younger guys out there because that have been through where you walked? 
you know, as far as the journey, because it hasn't been easy. But the thing is, is that what I've heard is that you've always had sort of a plan, whether it was not specific, but wide, but you guys always knew where you were going and did it, you know, sort of together. What advice can you hand down to somebody who's in the middle of the journey right now? If, for me, I'll say mine is just if you're passionate about something, passion drives success. So if you're, if you're, you know, if you look at something, you know, that's what you have to do, go do it. It doesn't matter what the cost is, what people are going to think, just go do it. Because, you know, the one thing that is not going to stop you is being passionate about something. Uh, you don't feel like you're working, you're having a good time with it. And it makes going after your dream that much easier because it is your passion. So I would just say if, if it's your passion, do it no matter what it is. Yeah, mine would be uh, just to go for it. Um, you know, taking the first step is always really scary, especially if you don't know where you're going to go. But I will guarantee you, no matter how the outcome turns out, whether you make it five feet and fall on your face or, you know, you make it all the way to the finish line, um, you're going to learn something across the way by just kind of following your heart, risking it all and taking that chance. And I think that whole experience is going to be worth more than any monetary thing you could put into it. So always believe in yourself. Yeah, even if it's weird, like weird, weird only lasts for a little bit. Like, you know, if especially if you want to change it, it's like, like say you want to move or something and it's going to be so different to you and stuff. That only lasts for a little bit, but the outcome's always going to be worth it. So if you believe in something, you got to go do it. Yeah, and expect, and then, you know, one thing is expect to lose, expect to get defeated sometimes and feel down. I think every single one of us here, more than hundreds of times, we probably felt beat up defeated like you know what the hell are we doing is this worth it you know maybe even before the company like when he broke his leg or when i was living down in florida doing what the fuck am i doing down here i mean there's a lot of things but i think you just got to trust in yourself and you know keep your eye on the goal and don't give up that's 100 percent of the shots you don't take <laughs> <laughs> yeah no ain't that the truth but <laughs> What year did you all move out to Colorado? 14. I moved out there in uh, right after college, so that would have been uh, 2012. And I moved out there. I don't know. Yeah, that was 2012, wasn't <laughs> no, it? Right? 14. You, you, oh, yeah. You it's all a blur. Yeah, David, a while ago. It must have been. Friend, no, you're in the background, please, David, when we do this on replay. Can we play the Friends music in the background? Because that was really cute. <laughs> You know, they were talking. Um, how was it being a Detroit fan? And, and I ask you that because you guys are like a younger generation, so it doesn't have the, doesn't have the just of if you lived out there in the 90s. But you were in a new territory in Colorado. How was yeah. that being a well, I mean, we, games at the Pepsi Center, man, there would be certain times when the Wings would be playing the Avs and there'd be more Wings jerseys in that building and it would get raucous. Yeah, I mean, of course, growing up, we hated Colorado. I mean, we were diehard Wings fans, but McCarty jersey. But um, uh, dude, I, don't, I know, I know which one of you twins I don't have to worry about because they've got the common sense, and that would be the one in the jersey. So you know, we're good. <laughs> we're it's it's hard to like you know, it's, like for me, like. We, Growing up, like, as kids with, like, the 97 team and everything, you're such a diehard fan. So now it's hard to kind of be a fan just seeing all the change. I'm glad Eisner's back. But, you know, you guys grew up as our heroes. Everyone on that team was an idol to someone. 
Um, I just hope kids in Detroit have some players they look up to. Well, and and here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up because let's tie this all back in together to Gypsy Vodka, to the three of you sitting on the couch, to, to me, to grind time. And where I want people to realize is that, you know, I always say it since technology and everything hasn't slowed down, um, but we've been forced to. So it's about culture. And that's my favorite word. And I tell everybody I'll use it all the time. But what you guys have expressed to me is what Gypsy Vodka culture is about. And it's from the starting of you two guys. And then obviously, Michael, after you, whoever, I don't know, it's still a cold case, but sabotaged him off the cliff, pushed him off the cliff, <laughs> broke his leg. Dude, I'm into crime story dramas and shit. I, I will get into it if we have to. Michael and I will talk down the road. You know, maybe that's figuring out where the bonding thing is. But it's about culture, right? And you mentioned Steve Eiserman. And, and and you also mentioned that you remember going to the Pepsi Center and it'd be full of Red Wing jerseys. Well, Colorado is where we're striving to be now, right? Where they've got the organization, the Joe Sackick. And if you look at the Colorado, they've gone through their tough time, but they got their culture right. Steve Eisman and Chris Draper, Patrick Leak, and everybody at the top of the Red Wings, it's just a matter of time. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. I think we were in a different role, but I think that as you mentioned, because it's hard work and it's about the people. And that's why talking to you guys and knowing that, you know, your foundation is so solid um, that you guys know who you are aren't afraid who you are. Um, I think that the the weird or the strange, I think you mean is different and it's okay to be different as long as you're passionate and you follow your dreams. So along the same lines, it's Gypsy Vodka and watching the Detroit Red Wings and the culture because look at, could you imagine you brought it up? Could you imagine being 12 years old or eight years old or let's see, you guys are 30. So you guys are seven years old. 97 right so that's like wheelhouse age so that. your memories of winning cups and and even the ups and downs you probably remember us losing even before because you're you're young enough and you're impressionable at that age but you saw what it took and then you saw especially with my journey in the four cups and and everything else it's that that you know what your your standard is what I, what so it's the culture and, oh, and the it's it's all time. That's, it's all time. That's all my that's the best line is that's the first what'd you what'd you say in that movie? Um that was my only one time or breakaway goal ever. Yeah. That is not a time. My whole career, it's all timing, bro. It's all timing. <laughs> I tell everybody. You know when you sit there and you wish for things and you dream. I don't care if it, you're it's God or higher power, whatever it is, but you understand there's something greater than yourself, and we've all prayed for different circumstances. What I say is, don't be afraid, but just be ready, because that moment, you never know when it's gonna pop up. And you, you guys, tell the same sort of journey, the same passageway, but all the same messages that I try to preach with my journey is you guys are on the same sort of journey where you've sacrificed what you needed to sacrifice to get where you've got and you're only it's only a you know part of your journey so you your guys are excited to you know what's moving ahead what do you, what um will you guys continue to make hand sanitizer 
moving forward or is it just is it something that won't need to be done because uh like where's the direction of gypsy vodka once you know do you guys have a time frame as far as once things are going to start to get back or what your your uh plan is um a lot of that's going to depend with the state of michigan i know they're talking maybe in May first and stuff, but we have no idea. I know it's, we're gonna be we're gonna make hand sanitizer as long as it's it's needed, as long as the hospital and the first responders are coming, and we'll probably keep making it. Um, obviously, we would prefer to be making vodka right now, and um, you know, as the need gets there, we'll start making vodka again. But right now, it's gonna be hand sanitizer until the state opens back up. And I think we're all gonna be on the same page when the state opens up. Our main focus is gonna be to follow up on these restaurants and these bars that have been shut down and their employees that, you know, haven't had a job for however long this last six weeks, seven weeks. And they try to just go around and see what we can do together because we know the pain and how much it sucks. Uh, one day be work and the next day be like, okay, you don't get to do that. And we're very blessed to be in the situation to make the hand sanitizer. So I think once when things get back to normal, we're going to want to do our part to help out the restaurants and bars that are going through this right now. I love it, boy. <sighs> I love, I love it. I love everything. Most important question of the day, though. Any, any of the three of you seen Spies in Disguise yet? No. No, I've been watching too much Outer Banks. <laughs> oh, you were, were going to try to let that one slip after I asked it earlier. and it, So Outer Banks, you're into that one. I'm Outer into Sherlock Holmes. Nick's got all the kids. I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan. You gotta so watch it, man. I'm telling you, boys, you're missing out the greatest Sherlock Holmes ever. What's it called Nick, again? Uh, Sherlock Holmes on Netflix. Pretty simple. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said the eye in the sky or something. <laughs> There you go. Go back to you the asked Outer Banks. Nick, what do you got? Nick's always got a great recommendation. Nick, what do you got for me? What, what the, the next boys? show to watch? Yeah. I need one. Next next great show. God. You know, if you guys check out uh if you guys check out like Adley on YouTube, it's for like five and under. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Ryan's Ryan's world. You can you can kill yourself to that. That's pretty awful <laughs> to watch all day. My world, my world sucks, man. I'm not going to watch it. Nick, get him on some Johnny Tsunami. Get some. Uh... I Disney. told him I gotta get him on something, man. For sure. And you know I'm, what I, I always say. Around. Thank you to Michael and Adam Kazanowski and Michael and Holiday. Off the clip. Thank you to Michael Nick and Nuge. Uh, yeah, Thank Gypsy vodka. Now, guys, I got to make this short because we're in a pandemic and I don't want to torture anybody with grinder tunes until we're back in the real thing. So, for Nick Nuge and DMAC, that's DMAC. Happy 420 to everybody out there. I'm going to go blast the turtle now. Happy holidays. Happy Thanks, holidays, guys. boys. Thank you.